Welcome to Accented the Podcast, where the audience gets to hear a real conversation from real people who use real English. It might sound ordinary, but the stories the guest shares are extraordinary. Each episode features an interview with someone who has a distinct English accent, which will help with your English comprehension in the real world. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Rocio, who is the podcast host of the series Tootsie Roll Aids. Hello and welcome to episode number 18. I'm quite excited for this episode because it's our first American accent. And that's crazy to think that I've done 17 episodes and not once have I had somebody from the United States of America on the series. In saying that, the next three episodes are actually going to be of people from the United States of America. I want to show you how different accents are from different parts of the country. So in today's episode... You'll be hearing from Rocio, who is from Brooklyn, New York. She is also a podcast host of Tootsie Rollades, Your Life's Sweet Relief. Rocio had me laughing pretty much through this whole conversation with her. And it's really quite interesting. And I mentioned that to her because her podcast made me laugh quite a bit. And her podcast is actually about a very serious topic. Rocio had difficulties falling pregnant. Now, this is becoming quite a common thing between women. And when they're having difficulty falling pregnant, they will go to a doctor and sometimes they will need a little extra help called IVF treatment. And this is something that Rocio has done. And what quite a few of my friends have done also when they've had difficulties falling pregnant naturally. Basically, an egg is taken from the woman and fertilized in a laboratory and then put back inside the woman. Now, I've dumbed down that. Uh, I'm sure there's even a, quite a longer process of hormones um, injected and all those sorts of things. So this is coming from someone who actually hasn't done any of this. I've only just read about it and heard from uh, friends of mine who have gone through this treatment. Unfortunately, it's not a topic uh, many people talk about openly. Um, I said in the podcast that it's quite a taboo topic. Now, taboo means that it's something that people can be embarrassed to talk about or it makes them feel awkward. And I guess IVF is something that people don't openly talk about. Sometimes they can feel bad about themselves if they can't do something like falling pregnant naturally um, that seems so easy to other people. So it it's a topic that sometimes people feel uncomfortable talking about. And I think it's great that uh, Rocio has this podcast out there for women to listen to because some people are just uncomfortable with having the conversation about it. Rocio talks to me about her background as she's Latina 
and she explains to me the difference between being Latina and Hispanic, as I originally said that she was Hispanic. So she goes into a very clear definition about the difference between the two. Uh, And being Latina, she also speaks Spanish with her family and her friends. And in the United States of America, there is a large percentage of people that speak Spanish as a second language. Uh, I think Los Angeles um, has about 45% of the population there who speak Spanish fluently. So it is, there are a lot of people who speak Spanish in the United States and especially in New York City where Rocio is from. So she talks about speaking Spanglish. Now the term Spanglish is speaking a mix of English and Spanish and she says some really cool terms, sort of, I guess sort of slang, uh, not really slang, but just terms that you would need to understand the meaning of. And I love when she said to me, oh, I'm going to copyright that. So when you copyright something, that means that you own it um, and that nobody else can have that or that idea. So I said uh, a term, an Australian term, sweet as, and she said, oh, I'm going to copyright that. So it was like, that's mine now. I'm going to use it and no one else can use it. She also said that she's going to stick a post-it in her brain. Now, if any of you know what post-it notes are, they're those little yellow sheets of paper that looks like a square and you pull them off and they stick to things. So she was going to stick a post-it in her brain and yeah, she was going to copyright it. That's enough from me. Let's get on with the interview. On today's episode, I am speaking with Rocio. Uh, Rocio. I'm saying it correctly, aren't I? Yes, you are. Rocio. Thank you, because <laughs> I've always got to pronounce everybody's name correctly. <laughs> and you are from the USA. You have an amazing podcast called Tootsie Rolates. Yes, Tootsie Rolades, your life's sweet relief. Excellent. And you are from New York. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I'm from Brooklyn. Let me stop. (laughs) You have to put the extra accent when you say it. You can't just be like, I'm from Brooklyn. You have to say Brooklyn. (laughs) And, And you know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just chatting to you before and I'm like, why haven't I pressed record? Because you were doing some (laughs) awesome accents and this podcast is all about accents. So please share them with us. Oh my gosh. So, um, (laughs) well, you know, now that you put me on the spot, I'm just all shy. (laughs) Well, the thing is that I was saying that, you know, when I am working my nine to five, Monday to Friday, um, you know, I have my professional voice. So when I talk, I'm like, hi, this is Rosie. Um, I need assistance with one of my clients. Can you please help me? And, you know, people think I'm an old white lady. And then like when I'm with my friends or more lax back, like you hear my accent come out more, you know, I'm from here. Sometimes, you know, I speak Spanglish. I'll be like, hey, como tu estas? Oh, yo estoy bien loco. Dímelo, que lo que. And it's, it, it's a lot to say. And it's like, how's everything? Yo estoy bien. Yo estoy tranquila. A potato. And then you keep it moving. So it's like a whole bunch of different things I say. 
And, you know, that's, you know, it's, trust me, here in, in New York and Brooklyn, it's like, you have to kind of adapt to different accents that, that come along. That's true. That is, uh, you know what, for this podcast, I'm probably putting on my, well, I'm putting on my teacher's voice, actually, because I guess there are learners out there uh, listening. And it's funny because we were talking, we both have French husbands and- um, Yes. <laughs> and I- um, I remember, so I lived, I met my husband in Europe. And so I lived in Paris with him for a few years. And then we moved to Australia. And the moment I got off the plane, he was like, where is this accent? I've never heard it before. I just, you know, <laughs> like we like to say things like sweet as, which is like yeah. really cool. And <laughs> that is so <laughs> copyright that because I'm officially sticker posted in my brain. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to come into my husband and be like, you changed my baby's diaper, sweet ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you're Hispanic. So what's I yes. guess for our well, listeners? I'm Latina. There's Good. What's the? Please tell me. Educate me. What is the difference? Okay, so in order for me to educate you, I would have to pull up the facts myself to educate. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What difference between? Hispanic and Latina. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to see. Okay, <clears throat> right. The thing is the term Hispanic refers to a native speaker of Spanish or have Spanish-speaking ancestry, where Latino is more frequently used um, generally to anyone of Latin American origin or ancestry descent. So the thing is that technically speaking, I am a Latina, right? And yeah. Hispanic. Hispanic, like when you say you're Spanish, it's more if you're like a direct descendant from someone from Spain. Oh, really? Okay. If you're Hispanic, then you are born in the island or in the nation that you speak the tongue of. And then I believe Latina is when you have the descent, but you're not from there. So like if I'm in Brooklyn, I would be a Latina. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, that's my understanding. But the thing is that we're so confused with exactly how to express it that, you know what, now they just put an X at the end of Latinx. And I was like, listen, <laughs> you're putting an extra letter in here. We can't really identify like what is what is what. But at the end of the day, if I am, um, my um, family is from the Dominican Republic. So technically speaking, I'm all three. I am Hispanic, I am Latina, and I'm Spanish because there is Spaniard blood within my line and it's like direct with my grandfather. And then I also have French in my line because of my other grandfather. So the thing is that literally I'm all three. Yeah. <laughs> so you really have a powerhouse with me. Wow. Yes. Well, thank you for that. I, I had no idea. Um, so let's get back to your podcast because yeah, I first listened to it. Yeah. A few months ago. And I think it's, awesome that you have this podcast oh my gosh, you actually listen to it yay yes no which I one did. delight me sorry i said which one delight me well i listened to it because we spoke quite a few weeks ago because it's very hard for us right. um they were and i'm just looking down at your podcast so i had a quick listen little listen to your latest on <laughs> burnout which i need to listen to it a bit more because yeah I that feel. one just came out last week i mean um, and I guess I, because this podcast is primarily talking about IVF treatment. So when 
uh, we first connected and I read that, I was thinking I wasn't expecting it to be as fun when I was listening to it. Like you're a great speaker and I'm laughing (laughs) and I love that. Um, Yeah. The thing is, the biggest issue that I have with the um, whole IVF community is that lots of times when you're going through IVF, which is um, women who are going through fertility treatments in order to come out pregnant because they are unable to do that on their own. What happens is that we get, how do I say? Hold on a second. Ah, it left. It left. Just give me a second. Let me come back to that. Don't worry. We were saying that as mums, uh, you just, things just go mid-sentence. Yeah. I thought I heard my son cry. I think it's the equivalent of when you have your phone in your pocket and you think you hear it vibrate. Yeah. That's what just happened to me right now. So anyway, so the thing is that as far as IVF is concerned, a lot of times that topic is so serious. And as a woman that went through it, it's very difficult for you to constantly be in the thick of the seriousness of things. And, you know, I am a naturally happy person. I am a naturally fun person. Um, As far as my family is concerned, I grew up with um, my family constantly, you know, using bad jokes as a great stand-up bit. It's kind of like the worst that happened, the funnier it is. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like... You know, it's just it's just humorous to us. So the thing is that with me, everything I deal with, I deal it with humor. So when it comes to Titi Rollades and we're talking about IVF, I just want to make it a little bit more lighthearted because everything else around you when you're going through that journey is it's sad because, you know, it's, you're constantly falling and picking yourself up to try again and to try again and to try again until you end up pregnant. So, yeah. So my the way that I structure my podcast is that. I try to um, really direct my focal attention to women of color, um, primarily the Latina community, because when I was researching words of encouragement in my language, in Spanish, um, the only thing that I found online was um, a meme that said, a wife is not a good woman if she does not bear children for her husband. Oh, wow. That was words of encouragement. <laughs> for women, Latina women going through IVF. And I was just like, yeah, so social media is not going to be my best friend. <laughs> yeah. So after I went through everything and because I do have a bubbly personality and I'm positive and I do have a great core group of friends, I was able to um, kind of pull through and rely on myself to bring positivity into the situation. So after I gave birth, my it was actually my husband's idea um, to do the podcast. And I was just like, you know what? I went through so much in order for me to move forward. And one of the things that I did to distract myself is to listen to podcasts. And primarily I listened to, I don't know if you know her. Um, she's a celebrity. Her name is Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. She is a great African American, um, person that she, is just a great advocate for that community. And she talks about so many different things on her topic, on her podcast, different topics that she speaks about. It was just easy for me to to listen to her. And she doesn't know that she was such an inspiration and such a help throughout what I was going through. So I wanted to do the same for others. And that's how Tootsie Rollies came to be. Oh, I love it. I think it's such a taboo topic that we're also not 
talking about it. The great thing that about the podcast is that the way that I structured it, I structured the podcast the way I want to hear the podcast. Am I being selfish in it? Absolutely. Do I care? No. Because <laughs> the, the thing is that the way that I did the episodes is that I do give out important information as far as insurances and the role that they play. Also grants if you financially cannot afford IVF, I give information, but I also have my funny episodes and those episodes that absolutely have nothing to deal with anything to do with IVF. They're just random episodes. I did that on purpose. So that way, when the women that are going to the appointment that are nervous, that are completely like out of disarray and they're just, you know, anticipating their meeting, um, their appointment, their doctor's appointment, they have something to listen to that has nothing to do with IVF that makes them laugh. It's kind of like you're hearing a bochinche, you know, in Spanish, mm-hmm. that's gossip. So it's like you're listening to like, you know, someone talking and, and someone giving you, you know, just treating you like a human being is what I like to say. So we need that. So that's why I have these episodes that have absolutely nothing to do with anything because I want people to be able to go to these appointments and hit play and just laugh. And guess what? 30 minutes, you're already at your appointment. And yeah. you just had a great time listening. It would serve as a great distraction for you to, to help you on, on your doctor's appointment. Because it's very nerve-wracking every single time you go. I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, definitely in times of need, it's when we need our community. And you really need people who understand what you're going through. Because there's a lot of people right. who don't understand and I know that that's hard because some of my friends who are going through IVF I can't I can't relate and all I can do is try to support them but I know it's sometimes better when there are people who understand the process right and that happens when sometimes like for example like my Ocean's 11 so my 11 close friends out of all of them only one of them had gone through IVF but she went through a completely different path than mine. Hers was way more invasive with the procedures. And although we can talk about it, we still couldn't, like I can relate to her because she understood all of my emotions, but I still felt like I needed more support for my community. I couldn't just uphold her to do all the work that I should be receiving from my community. That is true. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's great news is that you do have a six-month-old baby. Yes, I have my son. (laughs) Oh, my heavens. I didn't realize that I, you know, when you go through IVF, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait to have my baby. I need to fight for my baby. Then you're pregnant and you're like, oh, my God, I have to make sure that I keep this baby alive until the last trimester. Then you have the baby and you're like, oh, my God, I have to keep this baby alive outside of my body. This is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's he's in this phase where he's like sleep regressing, where he was sleeping the entire night. And then one day he just decided not to. And then the thing is that my son has this, I love my baby, but he has an annoying cry. Like, you know, on TV, when you hear, like you hear crying like that, my son cries in agony. So all I hear at night is like, and I'm like, why do you sound tired? Why are you tired? You did not work any, all you did was suck your thumb. Relax. And then he holds his breath. Uh, <laughs> it is the funniest thing. But yes, I have my six-month-old baby. He is the cu- the cutest thing ever. I ask God, please, Lord, whatever you do, don't give me an uggo. 
Maybe that doesn't sound right, but it's the truth. Please, Lord, don't give me an ugly baby. <laughs> Lord, please don't give me an ugly baby. I don't know. I don't even know if parents re- know if their child's ugly or not. They just love them. <laughs> listen, listen, let me tell you something. I'm in a Latin community. We will tell you if your baby's ugly, but we won't say it to your face, but we'll only compliment their clothes. And that, my friend, is how you know you have an ugly baby. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but yes, us Latinos will be like, oh my God, look at your little princess. Isn't this the cutest bow and that shirt? Oh, look at those shoes. Why are you not saying anything about her face? Why are you not talking about my baby's face? Are you trying to say my baby's ugly? No, but I think that her bracelet is so nice. Why are you not complimenting her face? It's it's very, you know, (laughs) it's very complicated over here. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll make sure to put your links in the show's notes. And yeah, it it was great to chat with you. Yes, definitely hit me up. I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as well. Um, Definitely link, link up with me and I'll definitely pitch you on my page as soon as I come out. Cause I think this is great. I never thought I would speak to anybody in Australia. (laughs) No, thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) you thank you so much for having me thank you bye you guys adios thanks for listening to another episode of accented i'm your host kimberly law accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month if you'd like to find out more about me please head to kimslawofenglish.com i'd love to hear your thoughts so please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast or even a star rating Speak to you soon.